Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 200. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Offroad 2021 Andy. New year, new century of episodes. It seems fitting. Pretty uh, perfect timing right there. Uh, thank yeah. you for tuning in and hit that subscribe button and share with a friend. Uh, that's what keeps uh, this groovy train rolling. Um, welcome back, Andy. Yeah, that was nice having a break uh, last week. Yeah, you uh, are yeah. still COVID uh, free, I uh, uh, assume. I don't think it comes back, despite what they some people I think like CNN to will tell you otherwise. Yeah, I think it's like one out of five million coughed again once, so therefore we can never live our lives again. Yeah, it's over. Pretty much. Well, congratulations on that feat. I want that immunity card. Oh, they gave you a card? No, I want one. Oh, I was going to say, I don't have a card. We can all go to like Magic Mountain or something. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we wallowing well, no. in our rooms when we could be out you know, gallivanting on the town? I feel like it should be like um, uh, that Matt Damon movie. Yeah. Uh, you get the, a little uh, punch card basically on your wrist saying, hey. You can go to inside. the place and then everyone else still stays on Earth. It's like, just build us one of those. Build us a floating city in the sky. And we could just live. You were going like Elysium. You. I was going Contagion. Oh, no. Yeah, I was talking about the yeah, Elysium. That's what it was called. I see. Where the rich people. I don't even know what that was. It was just like a Bel Air moved their neighborhood to the sky. Yeah. All right. Well, well that was nothing. We're uh, we're getting a little off track. This sounds more like our entertainment pod. Should we uh, kick things off with some uh, NBA stuff? Yeah. So when we last left you, the NBA was uh, starting like that. Day maybe I can't remember exactly the the, the timeline. I but. think as we were recording, it was the following day. So yeah, you know what? It was actually yes, because it was that Monday. Because we finished up the best of on that Tuesday when it was the official start. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we haven't really even talked about anything that's happened. Um, but that first game of the year was the Brooklyn Nets, who looked amazing. Kevin Durant looked like his old self. And they won. They got a big lead and uh, destroyed the Warriors. But since then, they haven't been nearly as good. They won on Christmas Day too, but uh, they've been they've struggled ever since. But right now, they're up twenty five to seven on Utah in the first quarters, and that is with without Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is in uh, the uh, COVID purgatory, I believe, where it's like you didn't test positive, but maybe you will. So we can't do anything. Um. Woof. So, yeah, I it says Kevin Durant is facing quarantine, which is like I think that's the way he likes it. So, <laughs> did you happen to catch his uh, post game that that opening night? You know, I haven't really watched that much basketball yet. I watched like six games on Christmas Day, and I honestly think that's all I've watched so far. I haven't watched all that much either, but that's that's due to uh, I'm in I'm in the same position you are with not being able to watch the local teams. I. DirecTV uh, stopped airing the Clippers channel online. You could still, if you have a cable box, you could still watch it. But my online uh, connection 
I cannot watch Clippers games anymore. Such so. bullshit. Like how I'm just going to become like a fan of the Pacers or something like you can never watch them anyway. So why even like the team that's near you? Yeah, well, you can if you just go back in time and get a cable. That's just how it works. You have to be um, like in your 40s at, at the youngest. Yeah, that's pushing that's, it. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, uh, Durant's post game was incredible. He gave all, they asked him questions. He just gave all one word answers. Did not want to be there. He hates he hates all of the media. He hates everyone. But he I think he really hates anyone asking him questions after games. And it was just it was embarrassing. How, and then they made fun of him afterwards. Like he deserves it. They're like really, it's like fuck this guy. Why do we even ask him questions? Do do they have to answer questions? Like is that in their contract or? Yes. So I think if TNT wants to ask you a question, you have to stay. Now, as far as like the the, the like the press conference things at the end of games, um, the teams get to choose what players do it. Not every player has to do it, but like. Yeah, if the sideline reporter wants to talk to you after after the game, then I think you have to do it. That sucks. Yeah, it's always hilarious when it's like, oh, Luka Doncic was amazing. Let's get him in here. And then it's like, I can't understand yeah. what he's saying. This was a waste. Like, I, I like you hate to do that, but it's like, I kind of want to know what he's saying. I know. I think I've only heard him speak once. And it's like, whoa, what, what's going on yeah. here? The the best one of all time was uh, Hidu Turkaloo. There was a thing from like 15 years ago where he did the post game thing and they asked some questions and all he said was ball. Ball? Like, so he was able to really get up. He's like, ball. <laughs> like, how are you able to uh, expose their weakness here? Ball. <laughs> so, yeah, so those things are dumb, anyways. But Kevin Durant can speak English. He didn't need to do that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's a, he's a Grinch. Well, this was before Christmas. That wasn't even Christmas Day. That was. You could still be a Grinch before Christmas. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, move on from Kevin Durant here. Yeah, I do want to address uh, a big problem in the league that I'm starting to see, and I think we've been seeing for many moons now, uh, as the NBA advances in their years. Uh, You didn't watch the game, but I messaged you and said I wanted to discuss this. Um, it was a Christmas Day game. It was the Heat versus the Pelicans, and it was a hip check on uh, Bam Adebayo. Is that how you say his last name? Bio. Bio? Yeah, it's not Bayou. It's Bio. Okay, close enough. And they called it a flagrant foul. They literally stopped the game for a good couple of minutes so that the refs could review it, and they called it a flagrant foul. It was an aggressive hip check. Larry Bird would have punched someone in the face and they're like, foul. Here, they like, okay, you're ejected. You can't even come back here in, uh, uh, like in a month. You think about what you did. What's wrong with the NBA now? Why are they such mamby-pambies? Uh, obviously, they don't want injuries, but I don't even know if injuries happen on those type of plays. But I mean, yeah, call I a foul, sure, but it was not a flagrant foul. It was a hip check. He ran into him. On a fast break. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there have been I, there have been some hard fouls that have been actually have hurt people. But yeah, in general, a lot of these things, uh, I know the, the one emphasis is on like head. It's like, well, if you if you lay a finger on his head, even if it's very slightly, 
then that is an automatically flagrant. It's like, what? That doesn't make sense. Where it's like, you can come down hard on someone's arms, but it's like, those are their arms. Those aren't as important. So I don't know. And yeah, the, the, the review part of it is really uh, more frustrating to me because that just kills the games when it takes so long. And if it takes so long to figure out, then just say it's not a flagrant. Yeah. If you can't look at two reviews in 12 seconds and determine that it should be a flagrant, then it's not a flagrant. I mean, that was the kind of uh, move. Like if you were playing at the gym, nothing would have happened. You would have just kept playing. Yeah, maybe maybe a little bit of words, but yeah, you just what you do is you go out and then you score on them, right? Yeah, I just I don't like the direction it's going because I hate when people compare basketball to soccer. You know, people that don't like basketball and they see that, and then all I hear about from them is, "Oh, it's a bunch of babies out there." If this was you know football or hockey or these people play with broken fingers, you guys are crying. It's not helping our case. Well, then they should just watch a soccer game because it's it's not even close. <laughs> That's like it's not even a good comparison at all. And and football is is gets a lot of criticism now for trying to do stuff like this. They're they're the worst where it's like you can't touch a quarterback's helmet even if it's like an accident, even if they duck down and like your hand incidentally grazes against them. It's like, well, it's an automatic penalty. It's like so yeah, I would say don't worry about that part of it. I know, but you know what I mean. It's just annoying that people even still do that comparison. I don't watch enough soccer to know, but I certainly remember from times I do. They just need to add timeouts so that these guys can take a break versus just pretending that they died on the floor. They just yeah. want to sit down for a couple minutes. Yeah, if, if you hit, hit the floor and, and there's a stoppage of play, then yeah, get your break in. Any other basketball stuff? uh Worthy of discussion. I, I saw that the uh, Pelicans got killed. Yeah, I've got a, a number of things here I want to talk about. Uh, just a quick look at like the standings here. It's really, it's still early on, but there hasn't been much separation. Uh, the Sixers have the best record so far at six and one. Um, and then in the East, followed by the Magic and Pacers, which is a surprise. Those teams are they're both playoff teams from last year, but they're both kind of like mid tier teams. Uh, you don't see them as really being much better than 500, but right now, good start, five and two. Uh, then also in the in the the West, uh, both LA teams and Phoenix are five and two. So uh, no surprise for the LA teams; uh, they're the two best teams probably in the entire league, but definitely in the West, I would say. And they haven't disappointed. I think uh, everything, all the moves that both LA teams made this offseason um, have really worked out already. Yeah. Like Schroeder just just helps them with a third score that that is much more reliable than a, a Kuzma. Uh so that that helps and then yeah, Trez has been exactly Trez has been more of the player from last year's regular season than last year's bubble season. He still has tons of uh flaws in his game. He's still a problem defensively, but he shoots 65% and puts in 15 a game. It's like that's 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 what he is. So that's worked out. And then, yeah, on the Clippers side, Ibaka has been everything that they could have hoped for. And then Batum, and it just makes sense. Like Batum was really good once upon a time, like in Portland. Just a guy who could do a lot of different things on the floor. But then he he got a big contract and kind of got lazy. Uh, but now he's just, he's like, he's big. He was a wing before. Now he's just like a big guy. And it reminded me 
like, oh, it's kind of like Boris Diaw, who started as like a small forward and then ended up being a small center. And then it's like, wait, they're both French guys. So maybe it's a French guy thing. Mm-hmm. Later on in your career, you become an undersized big man who can pass and shoot threes. And that's your that's your role. So that's been a huge like steal for the Clippers getting Batum for free. I always thought Diaw kind of looked like the candy man. Yeah, but he was only like six foot seven. But he was just like he knew how to like still guard seven footers. Just like, well, I'm just gonna I have a really thick thigh. Yeah. Got a lot of more. Yeah. All right. Well, how about some teams that haven't had such a good start? Uh the Raptors are only one in five. So it finally happened. The Raptors couldn't continue to outperform expectations every year. Uh, Siakam got ended up getting benched for a game. They were so disappointed with the way he's acted. Um Maybe it is time for the Raptors. Maybe this is this little run is over. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think anyone really expected last year to happen for, for them with their performance, and to step up and do it again would. I just didn't, I don't think it was in the cards for them. Yeah, uh, and then also the the Pistons have the worst record right now, one and six. They're kind of a mess of a team. Blake Griffin is like like the ninetieth best player in the NBA now. It's like he, he's he's healthy, I guess, I and mean, he's playing minutes. But it's like, oh, he's just not that good. He doesn't do anything. So, I heard there and are a that, couple of losses away from being uh, demoted and going down to the G League. Yeah, and and that, that's that's from not seeing actual play, just looking at box scores. So I don't know how he actually looks, but uh, not good results so far at all. Um, there's still some guys who can really who do have good box score results, like uh, James Harden, despite only playing four games so far because they had that first game canceled. Remember. Because they had like four COVID people. Mm. That was kind of crazy. And now um, Harden is was out for another game. Um, but he's leading the league in scoring through three games. Over 10 assists. Uh, shooting really well. It's like all the drama around him. Sometimes you lose sight of like, God damn, this guy's good. He's a great player. He's just an annoying player. Yeah. it It, it does seem like what is... What is the back half of his career going to be like here? Where he it didn't seem like he was mature enough. The the Chris Paul pairing didn't make all that much sense. Um, like they were successful, they probably should have won the title that one that one year. But maybe he needs to play with like a big guy or something. I don't know. I don't know why that thing didn't work. It worked one year and then it all fell apart. Uh, but I want to see him play with another top tier player again. If anyone and wants to. Westbrook is not that anymore. <laughs> so. Put him with uh, like a Jokic. Yeah. Well, speaking of both of those players, that, that was something I wanted to mention. Right now, both Westbrook and Jokic are averaging triple doubles on the season. Jokic is the leader in assists. He's seven foot 11, 500 pounds. I mean, actually, he's actually lost some weight this year, but <laughs> he's the leader in assists. Well, because he's got a bird's eye view. He can pass all over the place. He can see everything. Just like, I don't know how. Uh, I, I That would be great if he actually did end up this season with the uh, the lead there. Uh, he's averaging almost 13 a game right now. Uh, but then, yeah, Westbrook uh, Westbrook just gets it, gets it done with those numbers. He's shooting, I think, 36% in the season. He's like, it's like he's over the hill, but like he's also still so good at getting rebounds and assists. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get Russell Westbrook at this point. He's just fast. 
yeah, he's, he, you can't say he's bad, but it's like, why do you suck at shooting so much? Can you can you ever get better? I'd say at this point, no. No, it's it's definitely only going to get worse from here. But just don't shoot. Just become a. There's some of those bench players that just don't shoot. They shoot like three times a game. So that's maybe what his future is. Um, some other notable players. Uh, Steph Curry's had an up and down season already, but he had 62 points the other night. I saw some headline about him making a record or something. Yeah, so he can still do that. I believe he had 30 in both halves, which is like really possible to do. And then uh, the, la- the last two guys I want to look at is the the l- last year's rookies. So usually the second year, you really want to see what happens with those guys. Um, Zion Williamson is good, but he's not great. And he's kind of like under the radar. No one cares about him, it seems like. Well, yeah, I mean, the amount of games he played last year, he's basically still a rookie. Yeah, yeah, really. I think he only played 15 or something. He's played seven already this year. I played he's more aver- games in the NBA than he has. Yeah, he's averaging 20 points, eight and like eight rebounds, and it's like he, he's pretty good, but he's just not. I guess he's, he's still only 20, but it just like he is not a story anymore. It seems like no one cares. And then uh, John Morant looked like he was going to be like a guy who scores a ton via one of the top players in the league, and he got hurt already, so that's too bad. So this was going to be an important uh, point for, in his career. but and, and without him, that team is actually kind of bad. Yeah. I don't mean to jump around, but what do you think about uh, Barrett and the Knicks? Uh, I mean, they're, they've been like they're like 500. They've actually been kind of a surprise, but I think people wrote him off too quick, quickly. He was... He probably still has issues being like um, an efficient scorer, but he was a, a pretty decent passer last year for him. So I think he, he's... I mean, they're ahead of uh, Brooklyn there in the standings. Yeah. I think I think he's he's good. And then th- the weird guy for them is uh, Julius Randle is almost averaging a triple-double, which is like... All right, I always liked Randle with the Lakers, but I thought like it's like, okay, he's putting up points only because the Lakers suck. It's like one of those situations. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as as soon as he had to play with LeBron, like nothing. That, what did he even do that year? Or no, he didn't even play with him that. And year. correct me if I'm wrong, but did I see that Marcus Camby might come back just because he's so enthused? <laughs> I think Marcus Camby's 52 years old at this point. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the, the, you have to remember here it's so early in the season that you see the Knicks at four and three, like that's that's cool. They still might go like 13. He, he's 46, Andy. 46. All right. Yeah, you could probably still play. He was the second pick in the first round in 96. Yeah, kind of a bust when he was picked that high. But I don't know what it was. Like he was. You never expect a guy like Marcus Camby to be like your star player. Like he was great at points. But he was always a role player. He's always like, well, I guess the guy's going to block like 100 shots and, and rebound the ball. But like, he's never going to put in 20. Yeah, people liked him. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, what I was saying, it's still early. So any of these records don't mean all the match. Denver's only two and four. I don't think they're going to finish the season under 500. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think last year, Minnesota was like, 10 and 2 or something to start the season and then they got the number one pick in the draft so 
even even next week when we talk, we're still not going to have like that good of a picture. Also, it's just it's a very strange season right now without the, without much of a preseason and the short layoff or long layoff for some teams, and then yeah, and then the ten increase. games less on the regular season also. Yeah, so the the increase in three point shooting leads to uh, wildly different outcomes, where it's like one night you hit fifty percent of your threes, the other night you hit twenty. Like that, that the Clippers had the worst loss in like the NBA's history. Did you see that? When was that? It was the Sunday after Christmas. So it was really early. The Clippers always play poorly in those early games. Uh, and they, since they played on Christmas night, they said their whole, all their families celebrated Christmas on the 26th and then had to go back on early 27th to play a game. And they got outscored by 50 points in the first half. It's like the worst thing of all time. Uh, but basically, I think they I think they finished that game like one of 29 from three or something like that. Oh, wow. And it was like, OK, well, if you hit like if you go 10 of 29, that's still terrible. But that's like 30 extra points right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just one of those things where and then since in all the other games, they've been actually good. So there's all these kinds of results. I know like Milwaukee has blown out teams like multiple times, but then also have been blown out themselves. There's just not a lot of uh, consistency, a lot of crazy results. Yeah, I guess it's going to be a, a slow, uh, bumpy start to the steady flow. Yeah. Well, any more basketball? Or should we move on to college football? I think we can move on here. All right, college football. We just had our uh, big playoff weekend last week. Uh, it was Notre Dame versus Alabama and Clemson versus Ohio State. And the one game went the way we expected. Alabama beat Notre Dame pretty comfortably. Um, This is another huge bowl loss for Notre Dame. They always get in here. They always are highly ranked, but they're just never actually good enough to compete with the top teams here. And everyone expected that. I think they were a 21-point underdog. And this is the number one team versus the number four team. That shouldn't be that big of a disparity, but the game went as planned and they... They won here by uh, 17 points, so nothing uh, nothing too exciting there. Mm-hmm. But the shocker was Clemson-Ohio State. Clemson was favored in this game, and they started out well, and then Ohio State just took it to them, and they ended up winning uh, by quite a bit here. Uh, but one of the, one of the big storylines here was that Clemson's coach in the coaches poll, which all the coaches vote on who the best teams are, it's absolutely meaningless. But they do it anyways. Uh, Clemson's coach ranked Ohio State 11th coming into the game. And his justification was that he couldn't rank a team that didn't play a full schedule in the top 10. Which is like, well, that's not really Ohio State's fault they didn't play a full schedule. Because, you know, there was like the whole pandemic thing that some places cared about. And others, you know, just just like, let's just keep doing it. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's kind of shitty, kind of a shitty thing to do, but uh, that was his logic. And, um, and the guy's kind of an asshole, and well, he paid for it. His team got blown out. So we've got Alabama, Ohio State. Uh, I think that's the rematch of like six years ago or something. Uh, but that will be next week now. So that is the college football final. That is Monday, January 11th. Right now, Alabama's an eight-point favorite, though. 
So we'll we'll see how that game goes. Uh, hopefully it's not a blowout. A lot of these games have been blowouts. Like last last year wasn't all that competitive. Um, Clemson beat Alabama pretty comfortably two years ago, which was a surprise. But I don't know. I'll watch that game. I watched. I didn't watch that Alabama Notre Dame one because I kind of knew what was going to happen. But I did watch the Ohio State Clemson, and it ended up not being that great of a game. But this is the last chance to watch uh, college football until next September. Whoa. And it's also on a Monday and there's no Monday Night Football anymore. So the schedule should be cleared. Did I see college basketball teams are, uh, like in certain areas are wearing masks while they play? I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen it, but the NBA has asked all other players to wear masks when they're on the bench. Ridiculous. Which it's ridiculous because I mean, I think I've I've said this before to other people, maybe to you. But like if you're in like a workspace with people, a mask doesn't help because you're like constantly exposed. It's going to spread like the masks work on like quick encounters. Like I don't see how if like if Zion Williamson has the coronavirus and he doesn't know it yet, like they're all going to get it. Like I mean, that kid's also 16 years old. I think he'll be fine. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying like him putting on a mask during the times he's on the bench, but then like the 35 minutes he's on the floor, he's just doing whatever. It's like, well, like I don't see how that helps anyone. I don't think it does. It's just like a sending a message to the viewer at home. Yeah. At this point, it's like the uh, airport security. Or it's like they can't even actually catch bombs if they needed to, but it makes you feel safe that they're scanning you. I guess I like uh, Seinfeld's bed. He's like, what are they even looking at there? It's like some sort of a bowling ball uh, with a, a candle. That looks all right. Hair dryer with a scope on it. That looks okay. Yeah, I don't know. Well, the last bit of college football news, uh, Alabama's receiver, uh, Devontae Smith, just won the Heisman Trophy. So congratulations there. That's a, it's probably the first receiver to win Heisman Trophy in 20-something years. Um, first receiver since Desmond Howard in 1991, which is more than 20 years. I don't know if you're paying attention, but we are in the year 2021 now. So You don't say. Yes, so 30 years. That's crazy. So uh, you can catch him next Monday night going against uh, Ohio State there. And it, it's incredible the receiving talent that Alabama has had the last two years. That uh, they had two first round picks last year, or the two the first two receivers drafted in the NFL last year came from Alabama, and then this guy won the Heisman Trophy. That's uh, it's good to be Alabama's Mac Jones, their quarterback. These last two years, a lot of talent to throw to. Well, anyways, do you want to move on to professional football here? Yeah, how about that? So uh, this last week was the final week of the NFL regular season. And it wasn't all as exciting as final weeks usually are. Despite adding that extra playoff team, you thought maybe it would be a crazy, crazy finish, but not really. So I think the biggest game of the week was Bills Dolphins. So if the Dolphins had won, they would be in the playoffs, get a wild card spot. And the Bills were kind of stuck, like slotted in at the number two seed. Uh, they didn't need to win their game, uh, but they came out and played and played hard. They got a big lead. 
Uh, but that's the the story of this game was that Miami's quarterback situation has been kind of weird. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa, the former Alabama quarterback, has been was drafted high, but has been okay in the games he's played, and he has been benched multiple times, including the week before against the Raiders. Uh, but then Ryan Fitzpatrick, who was the other quarterback in the situation, uh, tested positive for COVID like two days before the game and was knocked out, forcing the Dolphins to start Tua. And there's kind of this like storyline like, oh, he's had an up and down season. Now he's got an opportunity to send him to the playoffs. And what a story that'd be if he did it. But no, he was not very good. And Buffalo ended up hanging 50 on Miami. Whoa. So they didn't. Obviously, they didn't win that game and did not uh, make the playoffs there. And then I think the other the other key game from last week, uh, Washington Philly. So Washington just needed to win, and they would win their division at seven and nine, which again is embarrassing. But that's the situation they were in. They just needed to win, and they faced Philly, who had already benched their quarterback like three weeks prior, and had been playing their second stringer, who was doing pretty good. Well, in this game, they decided to bench the second stringer halfway through and bring in the third stringer. Uh, and to no, no one's surprise, they did nothing offensively with that third stringer and didn't uh, give Washington much of a challenge, despite only being being down less than a touchdown. Uh, and it was uh, shameful, a lot of people will say. Chris Collinsworth, the announcer there, really criticized the team. It's not what you want to see uh, from a primetime NFL game is one team just actually giving up. And it was it was hard for the players there that are actually still playing that game to know that like your team basically doesn't want to win this game. And they actually put in a third string quarterback like and a lot of the players were angry about this. I don't know what's going to happen with that franchise. That's kind, that's kind of a mess there where the whole issue is with Carson Wentz, their number one QB being benched and now this whole thing. But, uh, well, the, the point here is Washington football team in their first year as the Washington football team. Is How many jerseys do you think they're selling with that? Yeah. Washington football team, NFC East champs. It might be the only time you can, uh, get that. Although I, I just, they might, they may never get a name. They just were like, whatever. We, we went to the playoffs one year without it. So why even bother? We don't need a name. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. All right, so so we're on to the playoffs then. So this this coming weekend is the opening round, and due to the one extra playoff team, that means we have six games rather than four that we usually have. So that means uh, a morning, afternoon, and night game on both Saturday and Sunday. So that's 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 nice. So we got games all day. Um, now there's also somewhat of a tradition here. Um, that I have for the opening round of the playoffs. And that is that I usually miss them. Uh, at least a Saturday, I believe a lot of times because it's uh, your birthday. Mm. So there's always like, I always like, we'll be doing something for your birthday. And then I'll be like half watching a NFL playoff game or something. So, uh, that's, that's kind of my tradition here. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> so, uh, now that there's more games, uh, that doesn't matter as much. You you got games all day. So like if you have plans this weekend and you're like, oh, but I, 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 would, I don't want to interfere with the playoff games. Well, you'll still get to catch most of them if, you, if you're, if you you know, unavailable for five hours or something. So um, 
So I'm just going to go through the, the matchups here. And uh, I'll give you my picks. We haven't done picks at all this year, really. No, we haven't. I've been actually picking myself all the games, and I actually had a slightly winning record on, on the season. So uh, I'm pretty good at this, I'd say. Uh, well, the first game of the week or of the round here at 10 o'clock on Saturday, the Colts are at the Bills. So the Bills got the two seed there and have been uh, really hot as of late. They've been maybe the best team over the last half of the season. They're favored by six and a half. And as much as I love Phillip Rivers and want him to do well, I still like the Bills and I like that that line for them. Their offense has been ridiculous and the Colts finished the season pretty poorly, struggling to put away Jacksonville last week. So not enthusiastic about that. Uh, the next game is um, Seahawks-Rams. So our local local Rams, uh, they actually they won an important game for them last week to clinch their playoff spot, although I believe they still would have made it if they lost. But uh, despite having their quarterback be out, that was a, a decent win for them. Uh, now they face Seattle again, their division rival, who they they split the series one and one. So I think it should be a tough battle. Seattle's favored by four. They're at home here, but home field, what does that matter in these times? So uh, I kind of like the Rams here. And then at night, we've got that Washington football team taking on the 400-year-old Tom Brady who threw for 40 touchdown passes at the age. His age was larger than his touchdown passes. And 40 is a lot of touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's truly remarkable, truly frustrating, though, as a fan who just wants him to go away. But He, he says never. Uh, so Tampa, despite being on the road here, is favored by eight. That's because Washington is not good. They're not a good team. They're okay. They're not good. And Tampa might actually be good. So there I'm sticking there with the favorite again. And then on the next day, the opening game in the morning. This is this is my favorite game of the weekend here. Tennessee Titans at home. They won their division, uh, taking on the Baltimore Ravens, a wild card team. This was a playoff matchup last year where the Ravens were the top team in the entire NFL and ended up losing. This is actually the game that uh, I did not see most of it because of your birthday. So Uh-oh. that was the game from last year. Uh, I remember I caught the like last... 10 minutes of it, but at that point, Tennessee was up by enough that it was not even a question anymore. The Ravens, despite like a slow start, have finished very well and actually have a uh, their favor by three in this matchup. So that's that's interesting. You would think the way Tennessee has played most of the season with Derrick Henry running for 2,000 yards that and the history from last year. But it seems like people like Baltimore here. Uh, also, early earlier in the regular season, these teams had an altercation where the coach of the Ravens was yelling at a player for the Titans for standing on the logo, which was disrespectful and it was all kinds of bullshit. But uh, what it means is these teams do not like each other and it should be fun. So that, that is the matchup I am most looking forward to. And that's Sunday morning. That's very traditional NFL for me. That's those. I care more about morning Sunday games than the other stuff. I'm not really a night football guy as much, but for the playoffs, I have to I have to watch it all. Mm-hmm. 
I will go with Tennessee here because I don't like that they're not favored here. Uh, I think it's a toss-up of a game, so I'm going to go with the underdog here. All right, the next game, um, if you do need a break from the NFL, maybe this is the one to skip. It is the Saints at home against the Bears, who were only 8-8, eight and eight, but they got that last wild card spot. I, The Bears at one point, I think, lost six in a row. They started five and a one, then lost six in a row. They're not very good, and the Saints are 12-4, and four, and it's been a while. The Saints have been good for like 400 years straight. It's been a while since they made a Super Bowl. Uh, I think they did announce Drew Brees is not going to play after next year. This is his last chance here. I don't think it's going to be a close game. I don't think I think this one the Saints will take care of business. So I like them to win, and I like them to win by more than ten, which is the line here. And then the final game, this is the this is a very sad one. Steelers Browns should be should be a good game under normal circumstances. Steelers won the division, so they're at home. Uh, these are division rivals. The Steelers have owned the Browns over the last twenty years because the Browns have been just horrible, but. This was a great season for the Browns, uh, but today there was news. Their coach tested positive for COVID and will not be allowed to coach them. Woof. And uh, a couple other players and a couple other coaches also tested positive and will be out for the week. So that really makes it less of a exciting matchup here. So Pittsburgh is now favored by six. I'm sure that line was lower before today's news. Pittsburgh ended the season pretty rough. They lost three of their last four. It looked like Rothsburg couldn't throw anymore, that he's he's nearing 40. I don't know what to make of it. Um, I'm sure Tony's going to be excited about this game. Hopefully, um, no wine glasses around him. Yeah. He gets excited. He gets too excited. I, I wasn't even there, but I've heard the story that of him breaking wine glasses uh, during a Steelers playoff game. so Gets intense. Yeah. And, and this would be a big one. They do not want to lose to the Cleveland Browns here. That would be uh, kind of humiliating for them uh, with all with all these people being out. But I think the Steelers will be fine. I don't know. I don't love the idea of uh, picking them to win by more than six. The Browns have such a good running game that they'll probably keep it closer. Uh, but I also don't want to pick the Browns, but maybe I have to if I if, if I'm forced. Am I forced to pick a team here? Um, picking against uh, the spread here, I think I'd have to go with the Browns. They're getting six points. So look at you going bold. Yeah, despite their coach being out, and who needs a coach? What? Yeah, doesn't matter. Go Browns, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, that is this week's playoff slate whoa it's exciting six games this is this is this is all new all new to us like i said we only had those four games before so now we're time to get excited well uh any four games next week so anything else to add before we wrap it up uh that, that covered the most important sports stories so all right well You've been listening to episode 200 of the Tony's Take Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Touchdown Andy. Yes, hopefully there will be many touchdowns to watch this weekend. I imagine there will be. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, check out our entertainment pod, and we'll see you later.